Okay. So we're recording right now. Uh, I'm excited. Literally growing up to his music and everybody that was around him, I grew up to their music. Warren G, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yes, indeed. Just just chilling, just uh, being calm and just, you know, into my music. You're you're handling your music, and we're going to get to that, but I got to know, how are you handling COVID? Because I know you got a family, you know. uh, How are y'all handling it, like, right now, and how has it impacted your family? Uh, It's, it's, uh, we social distancing. Uh, You know, we, we, well, you know, I go to the store, me and my wife, we go to the store, gas station. Back home, if we have to run to the warehouse real quick to fill orders, we'll go, you know, to the warehouse where they fill orders at. Uh, you know, I go, uh, when I when I make orders for my other business, I make sure that, uh, you know, the order gets taken to the warehouse. And then all I do is go and have a pallet, pull it, push it in. And all I got to do is cut it off and start put, have me and other people, we take it off, stack everything up. And uh, but as as far as how it's impacted my family, it's it's uh uh as far as my kids, just them being able to get out and have fun and uh play sports, uh, it's impacted them in a major way because they want to get out and they want to go have fun. So we, but what it also did at at the same time was uh you know get bring us we we close anyway but it had us a chance to really be with be together all the all the time without them being at school and you know so, and so they're with me and my wife all the time all day so i mean that that brought us it, it brought us closer to it at the same time and also you know me as a person uh it made me you know dig into to other things like reading books you know i, I read a lot of books I'm I'm always I've been a, a a gamer. I'm a Xbox junkie. I can tell by your chair. That's a yeah. that's a gamer chair right yeah, there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm an Xbox junkie. I've been playing Xbox and since it started. What's uh, your game? Some guys I've been on there with for 20 years. What's your game on Xbox? Uh, Warren G 21st Street. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. What's your favorite game? Like, are you a, uh, the shooter games and things like right that? Right now, I'm playing Call of Duty, uh, Warzone, uh, and that's a battle. Uh, Rumble. Uh, I'm playing. Uh, I'm playing battle. I mean, uh, Call of Duty again. Uh, Plunder. Uh, I'm on so, NBA, NBA 2K. So, do you uh, play? Do you play the system more than your kids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But trying to come in, buddy. I'm I'm doing something. I'm doing something. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to tap in on me. Oh no worries. I'll no be worries. out there in a minute. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, you play you, you game more than your kids. Now, is there any rivalry in the house with gaming? Uh, me and my son Elijah, that's in college. Me and him battle on on uh, Madden a lot. Uh, we play together on Call of Duty whenever he want to play. But well, we who got, wins? Who wins when y'all play each other in Madden most of the time? Well, you know, he he wins some, and uh, you know, I didn't I didn't want some too, but he he, he didn't want more than I won. Okay, okay. <laughs> Maybe because he plays college football, he got yeah, more he insight. Plays football, he you know he he know he know coverages and all that <laughs> stuff a little better than me. So, 
So it's uh so he he got that advantage, but I still give him a run. So your son plays for USC. Uh-huh. How's it feel to have a a son playing college football for such a prominent college? Uh I mean it's it's incredible. It's a great it's just it's incredible. Uh just knowing that that's a, a school that I've as me as a kid I've always looked up to and my father's a fan of. Um it's just amazing to see my kid uh get a full scholarship to USC, you know, you know, through his, his athleticism. Yeah. Are they are you worried that college football is not gonna happen this year? Uh a little. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's getting kinda getting kinda crazy, but but um uh, I hopefully if this stuff starts to slow down a little bit then you know, because our first game is in Dallas. Oh man, that's where it's like you know what I'm off right now too. And that's yeah. a hot spot right now. Yeah. And uh so that uh, they have to be looking at that right now, like what are we gonna do? Are we gonna do this? Are we gonna move the game or you know what I'm saying? So hopefully uh I want the season to go, but, you know, I want everybody to be safe at the same time. If it ain't safe enough, then it is what it is. Yeah, I have I have two kids. My son is three and my daughter's only seven months. But I was always wondering. <laughs> oh, wow. OK. OK, so you in it still. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so I'm wondering, like as a parent, when you watch your kid play sports, for instance, when they play, if your son's on a team and you know they're going to be playing a monster team. Mm-hmm. And that team probably is better than their team. Yeah. How do you, you know, because I, I see you as a real person. Yeah. You know, like you keep it real. I it keep it real. But you kind of got a lot of your kid, right? And say, yeah, y'all going to win. <laughs> you know what? I, I, uh, I just tell them ball out. Ball just out. Ball out. Because if you ball, if you ball out as good as you are, y'all going to win. There you so go. Hey, ball out. You know, I love that. They, they take. They can't catch. I mean, he he probably had. He I don't know why they put the numbers up yet, but he he only allowed like I think like not even a hundred yards. Wow! Last season, you know they wouldn't. You know he was targeted a whole bunch, and nobody couldn't really get no get too many yards on him. I I remember he played against Notre Dame. That big receiver. I forgot his name. Uh, and uh, he, he shut him down. He, well, he caught a pass on him, and uh, he did. He t- he Elijah was down because he lost his footing, but he uh-huh. turned and when he came back to to jump up, homeboy caught the ball over him. But he he did. It ain't like he scored a touchdown, but he went down. And then when they came down, Elijah fell down, and when he fell down, the dude went pointed the ball at him like this. <laughs> hey. He didn't get another catch after that. See, and they that's can what go it's back about. and look at the film. But he—he—he's one of the. To me, I ain't just saying it because it's my son, but I feel like he's at least top five. In there you go. He—he's good. Were you good at sports growing up? I was great at sports. I just didn't make it to the league. I used to play. You know, actually, Willie Willie Curtis Con- Willie McGinnis Curtis Conway. I was in that era. I played. Man, actually, me and Curtis played against each other. He played wow. for Inglewood. And I played for the Long Beach Rough Riders. And uh, Curtis was vicious. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> he was hard to tackle because he was so fast. Yeah. But, uh, 
You know, we won some, they won some. It was a battle. That was like our rivalry back then before we moved into the King Conference. When we moved into the King Conference, we got to play Compton. Uh, 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 up and watch the Jordan Downs, the uh, dog, what team was that? The Demos. Uh-huh. Uh, we played everybody after that. The L.A. Sheriffs. Everybody moved into the King Conference. So, but it was, I was good. I played football. I ran track. I swam. Um, played basketball, baseball. Uh, I played every sport, like so, every sport. But I didn't. I didn't get a, a scholarship from it. Yeah. So, I, so that's I, my question. Like when you when you finished when you finished high school, did you know it was over for sports for you? Yeah, I knew it was over. You know, and I I didn't really understand. I didn't really have nobody to to guide me as far as like, okay, you need to take these requirements here, you know, and stay on and take these, this, that, and that here. I didn't have that. If I'd have knew all that, I would like we did with him and the way his school was with him, I, I'd have, I'd have did because I'd have focused on all of those requirements to get to the next level. But I didn't get nowhere. And, uh, you know, it, it was just the ladies music and, all kind of stuff just, just <laughs> into a, uh, steered me in a different direction. So speaking about the music, I want to jump into that. When did you know you had talent like yourself? Because I know you saw a lot of people around you that exploded in music. Um, when did your when did you say, you know what, I can do this too? Uh, shoot, I was probably going to say, uh, I think I was about 13, maybe 12 or 13. Um, I lived with my dad in Compton. It was me, uh, Dre, my brother Tyree, uh, my stepmoms Vernon and Shamika. Uh, we lived in Compton, and I, I was about maybe about thirteen. And I had asked Dre one day. I was like, "Can you show me how to do the turntables?" And uh, he showed me how to do the turntables, and you know, I started just from there. I just started messing around and messing around. And, and it, and it started feeling good to me. So I started digging and digging and digging into it deeper and deeper and deeper. What's up, Royal? <laughs> Can you have Neil do it, please? <laughs> I love it. Okay, I'll I, I, I tell him. You need to do it? You can do it real quick. That's fine. I'll wait. I'll call his phone and tell him to put the dog up. <laughs> oh, it's no worries. No worries, man. Right, I was doing a podcast. I was doing a podcast a couple of days ago and my son walked in the room and said, I got to go potty. Hey, I had to leave the podcast for a couple of minutes. It, it is yeah. what it is, you know? Yeah. yeah. Let me, uh, this is my, my other son. He back there. I'm going to tell him to put the dogs up. Yeah, no worries. Neil. Neil. You want me to put the dogs up? Yeah, so he can come out there because I'm doing an interview and he butted right in my interview. All right, man. All right. All right, I'm good. Okay. So how much older is Dre than you? Uh, five years older than me. Five years. So at 13, he was around 18. Have they exploded yet on the scene or he was making uh, his Back then he was with... Uh, uh, they had a group called the, it was, uh, I think it was called the Stereo Crew. Yeah, yeah, they was DJing back in the day called the Stereo Crew. Him, Easy, another cat named Randy, uh, Shane, uh, 
uh, Daryl, Easy's cousin. Uh, uh, it, was a, it was a bunch of cats. Hang on, we'll wait till the dog stops. <laughs> hey, 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 uh, Laura, let them dogs in the backyard. Goodness gracious. <laughs> All right, I'll just react. They're stop now. They're gonna keep letting them out to the backyard because the other dogs are being put up. How many dogs do you have? I have two. I have two. Uh, I don't even know what they. They my wife's dogs. The ones that's inside. Uh, uh-huh. They little. They. I can't. The little like dogs them. make the most noise. Isn't that crazy? Man, <laughs> <laughs> they kill them. <laughs> and then I have my big big guys in the back. I got a. a uh, Amber Neil Mastiff and I have a uh, pit bull. Wow. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna pick up from the last question I asked you. So Dre was five years ahead of you. So when you were 13, 14, he was 18, 19. Where was he in his career at that time? Yeah, he was. He was uh, in a, a group called the uh, Stereo Crew. Uh, it was him and Easy and Cat and Kilo G, uh, Daryl, uh, Sheen. Uh, just a bunch of, bunch of guys from the neighborhood over there in, in Compton uh, and Kelly Park in Compton. And uh, that's where he first started doing it. And I had asked him to show me, you know, how to DJ. And he uh, he showed me. And from there, you know, I just I fell in love with it, you know. And then I looked up to him, you know, just so much to where I just wanted to be just like him. Did you feel weird that after they exploded NWA, uh-huh. you were so close to a person like that, that mm-hmm. were you the type of person that didn't want to ask for a lot of favors? You want to make your own way or did you come to him a lot for advice? Uh, I, don't, I didn't come for, to him for a whole lot of advice. I used to hang around. Um, and I, you know, I did just want to, you know, I wanted, you know, I, I had a passion for it so much, uh, you know, that I did, uh, want to be down, but I was just too young around, you know, around them at that time. So it was like the, you know, the little, like the get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> get up out of here. Yeah. That type of thing. But, um, you know, I had, had started, um, you know, DJing and I, I could rap all already. So, you know, when I used to go, me and Snoop and us, we had a, uh, we used to work for this this candy company called United Team. So we all used to, it was a gang. It was me, Snoop, the twins, a bunch of us. We'd all be working for this, this, uh, this cat name. What was his name? Steve. And we sell candy in all the neighborhoods up by UCLA everywhere. And after work in the van, when we teamed back up after work, we would all be in the van freestyle. That's where I got the Voltron crew from. Okay. Okay. On this DJ, when I yeah, said of course. Crew, yeah, that's that was the Voltron crew back in the day, and uh, we used to freestyle and just have a good time. And uh, I started cheating a little bit. I started because uh, I would hear uh, Dre and them songs at the World Class Wrecking Crew. I would hear the songs before anybody, so he would let me. He had a cassette to play, so I used to start rapping they shit in there in the freestyle shit like it was mine. <laughs> I was skiing. Right? They're like, damn, I yeah. love it. They was like, he hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. 
Yeah. Now, uh, how long did you know Snoop before you introduced him to Drake? Because I know you were the one that connected them. Yeah. Uh, me and Snoop went to elementary school together. Wow. Well, I say CIS, that was yeah. me, Snoop, and his brother Jerry. He got a brother Jerry that's the same age as me. He might be a year old. Jerry might be might have might have went up on me one. But uh, Snoop is a year under me, and Jerry's a year over me. At first, me and Jerry was best friends, and then you know we were still best friends. We went sixth grade camp and everything. And I was me and Snoop was friends too. We was all at CIS, and Snoop got shipped off to this other school. It was certain guys that that got privileged to go to this other school called Prisk. They had a pool and everything. So everybody was trying to, trying to. So how did Snoop, how did Snoop get that? And you didn't. He was a good guy, I guess. Uh, (laughs) 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 I mean, we was hot. We didn't get to go. So that's where where we separated a little bit, but we started in elementary school. And then, uh, then me and Snoop, uh, all of us used to be in Kings Park right across the street from our elementary school for the summer programs. Then we played uh, youth sports, football. Uh, we played football together. And then as I got older to where well, I got to Junior Bantam where I was like 16 or 17, I got uh, took from the high school, took me, Jordan High School took me, recruited me to come play football for them. So I went up there uh, to North Long Beach. And uh, Snoop was still down on the, the east side of Long Beach, so we kind of got separated. So one day, I come out to lunch, and uh, I'm going up to the snack bar because we used to grab uh, chocolate chip cookies and milk <laughs> for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or a slice of pizza. And, <laughs> and uh, I heard somebody saying, warm, warm. So I look, and it's Snoop. I'm like, what you doing up here? He said, man, I live up here. I li-. He's like, damn, he said, you still doing music? I said, yeah. He said, let's link up. So we linked up. And from that day on, we've been together ever since. So was he known as Snoop back then? Through mixtapes. Gotcha. Was he still Snoop? Did y'all call him Snoop back then? Always been Snoop. Really? Snoopy. That's what we... <laughs> that's what we... Cause Snoop. I still call him Snoopy. Snoopy, huh? Yeah, but I call him Froggy Frog. That's his name in my phone. Uh, Froggy. <laughs> what's, Froggy, what's Froggy Frog mean? Is there a meaning behind it? Instead of Doggy Dog, Froggy Frog. Froggy Frog. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and we'd what be was joking and, We'd be joking with each other a lot. He probably what? got my name in his phone under Professor or something. All right. Called me. What, what, at that time when y'all were in high school and y'all were linking up, who did you think, now that you look back on it, who was a better rapper at that time, you or him? Uh, he was dope. I ain't gonna lie, Snoop was, Snoop was just, he was dope. He always been dope. Like, freestyling and just writing songs, he always been just, like, just dope. You know, and different from everybody. That, and that's why I was like, Snoop was dope. That's what made me push so hard for him because I knew how dope he was. He was better than what we was hearing and and, you know, even though we looked up to a lot of the groups we used to hear on the radio every day, he was better than that to me. So I just kept pushing. We kept pushing and trying to build our name, you know, build our name around the neighborhoods and stuff. You didn't have the Internet or none of that. So what we used to do is we get cassettes with the double uh, thing. We we dubbed the cassette <laughs> and start passing them out, passing them out. That's how we grew. And. 
And how long did it take for y'all when you were passing out things for you to actually blow up and make that record regulate and Snoop to go on his way and blow up with Dr. Dre? Uh, ooh, let me see. It probably, probably with, mm, I'll say from about 89 to about, to about 90, about, Mm, like right before '91, wow. When we uh, when we when we linked up with Dre, when I went to the bachelor party, played the tape, and they was like, "Who was that?" I was like, "That's me and Snoop and Nate. My, that's my group two one three. I've been trying to tell you about." And uh, Dre was like, "Y'all come to the studio on Monday." So I called Snoop, told him Dre wanted him to come to the studio, and he was like, he was like. Forget that, because we, we was upset at, at me. I don't know what we was arguing about, but <laughs> he hung up on me. Boom. So I called him back like, Snoop, let me call Dre on the three-way, man. Please, hold on. Called Dre. Dre was like, hello. I said, Dre, I got Snoop on the phone. Can you tell him that you want him to come up to the studio on Monday? Me, me, him, me, me, him, and Nate. He was like, yeah, I want you guys to come up on Monday. Boom. Hung the phone up. And uh, we was living with our, our friend named Rump. And uh, that next, that when that that weekend when Monday came, we was on, we was in the car, and his his, uh, you know, I used to drive the car. We drove the street all the way up to Hollywood to the studio in the car, and we at the got to the light, and you got to put it in park. Yep. Mm, 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 mm. And then the drive, we did that all the way to Hollywood. Yeah. Where was? Then turn back after that. Where was Dr. Dre at that moment in his career? He had just left uh nwa oh yes. so he was already massive yeah he was he was he was he was he had just left nwa uh the death row records yeah that's okay started. it was called future shock before they turned changed to death row but it was him and uh doc and suge knight yeah and uh we was the first uh acts to come up in there so is it is it true that like you kind of went your own way because Nate and Snoop signed with Dre at mm -hmm. death row and you kind of did your own thing because you were like, yeah, that's not really my vibe. Is that, is that what I'm reading? Was that correct in me saying that? Uh, it ain't that it wasn't my vibe. You know, shit, they, I wasn't getting no, no uh, attention. Really? You know, like I wasn't getting none, you know, and, and it just felt weird to me. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to just go ahead and, and, and separate and go do my own thing try to try to build on my own you know and it, it wasn't it wasn't uh it wasn't dre or snoop or nate or anybody none of my people it was just a, it was a divide and conquer thing that was going on and uh you know that's kind of like i was like you know what i'm gonna just go ahead and push and uh dre was like just be your own man you know and, and, and handle your business you know so it's kind of like he was saying look you don't want to be over here, no way. Yeah. You know, so go ahead and do your thing. You know, now were you, I was crushed. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask you because the two people you introduced to Dre in Death Row got yeah. picked up and then it's kind of like, oh, thanks. You go about your own way. So yeah. like, how'd that make you feel? Uh, it just made me stronger, you know, as far as just, uh, as far as just being about on my own and having to learn. You know, a lot of stuff about the industry, it made me stronger and it just, you know, made me into who I am and made me work harder. You know, like 
because I just wanted people to hear my music. You know, uh, when I helped, you know, help with doing the chronic, you know, it was like, I want people to hear this. You know, I'll go to Dre like, what this sound like, Dre? And it'd be a sample. He'd be like, that's dope. And then we'd do it, you know, uh, it, or anything. Just, <clears throat> I mean, it was, it was, uh, you know, them, them, them my guys. They're still my guys. How does it feel to be a part of one of the probably the greatest rap album ever created with the Chronic? How, I mean, uh, to be a part of that. I mean, it it feels good. Um, I didn't rap on it, but yeah, you know, I helped produce it. Um, I mean, it feels good, you know, just to be there, you know, to to come in, you know, and and be be with Dre, somebody I always looked up to. You know, I was I was busting my ass to try to, you know, find the dopest shit I could find for him, you know, to build his album. And that's what I did. <clears throat> Is there did y'all know, like, I, I know in hindsight, of course, you know what happened to the crown. It blew up and all that. But did y'all know when you were in the studio, this was special? Uh, we knew we had some good records. You know that it, you know, and at that time, actually, it was the riots. So that 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 fueled us even more, just to talk about what was going on in the city at that time. And uh, man, it it uh, it really, it really uh, it really, really, it really uh, uh sparked us up. You know, to 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 create a classic. And speaking about the riots, I mean, now with Black Lives Matter, the protests, did you ever think in your lifetime, because I talked to my dad and he's much older than us, but his thing was like, I never thought I would see a black president. And he saw a black president. Did you ever think in our lifetimes, we would see the movement of Black Lives Matter where the world is protesting for black people? Did you ever think that would happen? Coming from Uh, where you came and what you I, I, uh... What I did, uh, what I know, what what you know, wouldn't happen is 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 a lot is racism, you know, because you have too many black and white, black and Mexican, you know, black and and Japanese, black and Chinese kids. So there's no way that anybody could be racist, you know. And and I'm pretty sure somewhere down the line, Trump. Some one of his family members might be with a black guy or a Mexican guy, or you know what I'm saying. So, I mean, it's 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 not it's not uh it's not about that man, and and uh it's just sad, you know, the things that 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 then happened, and and hopefully, uh, hopefully that that uh you know by voting and and you know hopefully they'll put in a law, you know. <clears throat> as far as the gel code or being able to put your knee on somebody's neck. And I'm not saying like, you know, like I'm against all of the police. I ain't saying that, you know, cause you do have some good cops, you know, it's just for the ones that's not doing it like they supposed to be doing it. That's doing stuff. That's, that's totally unfair and unjust. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's just a trip, man. But have you had your share of being harassed by the cops? I'm sure you have. I mean, I've been through it. I didn't got beat up. I ain't, I'm not gonna sit up here and lie and say I haven't, you know. But it back then it wasn't, you know. If you get your ass kicked and that's it, it wasn't no going to tell or this, that, and that's a 
protests and stuff. It was just getting your ass kicked. And that was it. On my way to actually, I, I had a show. I, that's when I was first starting out. I had a show, and uh, I was in front of the club uh, that I was doing the show, and a, a fight broke out, and uh, I got gaffled up, put in the police car. Uh, me and one of my other buddies, and one of the police got in the back seat. And the other one was driving on the way. He just, boo, boo, boo. With that, uh, with the yeah. Billy Club, Silly Club, that's what they call it. <laughs> <laughs> and just beat uh, you down, huh? Yeah, he, he, he beat us up pretty good. Wow. There's nothing we could do. Yeah. You know, just holler. Yeah. There, yeah. Wasn't no, there wasn't no body cans back then. Nah, nah. But like I said, you got some good cops. Uh it's it's not it's, you know people ain't ain't, ain't uh, directing that towards them they directing the change for the ones that's not good you know that's doing just stuff that's just unnecessary you know so but I mean hopefully things will change yeah <laughs> well I want to switch gears here and talk about uh, before we get into your new single and uh-huh. your barbecue sauces which I want to try thank you so oh, much I got you. Uh, when you're when you came out with regulate and it blew up and it it, it just I mean the world knew the song. Did you finally feel validated? Like I can do this uh, and I did it. Uh, I felt yeah, I felt I felt validated. Yeah, I felt good because I was able to, to, you know, I was able to take care of myself, able to take care of my mom's, able to take care of my sisters and uh. You know, I was able to do a lot for my family because they didn't have a lot. So that's when I knew um, that that this this was this is real, and uh, I'm really like a, a, a lightweight superstar here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what 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 really had me like tripping is that I, I went on tour. It was the Bud Fest. Me, R. Kelly, Heavy D, the Brat, Yep, uh, Coolio. Um, when I came home, it was I think we came home like somewhere around November or something like that. We was out for like almost three months. And as um, uh, uh, soon as I got back home, I came, I went straight in Long Beach. I went right to the Mercedes Benz dealer in Long Beach. Bam! Dropped it <laughs> right on the desk. I said, I want that. 600 right there, the blue one. No, it was gray. I said, I want that one right there. And I painted it a, a, a blue pearl. Uh-huh. So that was your first big purchase? <laughs> yes, indeed. There it is. I bought a a Chevy, 64 Chevy. Then I bought a Caprice. Then I bought a house. Then I bought another house. Then I bought an apartment. (laughs) Well, not bought the apartment, but a rented apartment. Yeah. It was crazy. It was was crazy. (laughs) What did you you learn from Dre and everybody else that exploded a little bit before you about the business? What did Uh, you take away? What was the biggest thing you took away and that you could pass along to everybody else trying to get in the industry? Just, uh, just to be at first of all, work hard, you know, nonstop, no matter how big you get, uh, in the, in the, in the business, keep working the same as you was when you started. Um, and as far as what I learned, what I've learned from, uh, you know, just from what I, I went through was to over there, you know, not dealing with Dre, but dealing with the business side of, the death row situation was you got to get just you got to you got to get a lawyer, you know, and you have to get 
you know, like, man, you have to have a team to uh, to help you and guide you in, the, in this business because if you don't, you'll get picked apart. Mm. Okay. Well, I want to jump into your new single. It's coming out July 10th. And you know that. I listened to the sample. It's great. You know, what I, you know what I like about it? It's updated, but it still feels like what I grew up on. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what everybody's been asking for. And it's been a while. Um, it's actually, it's independent. This is like one of my first, this is, uh, yeah, this is, a, this is like a real, real independent record. Uh, and I'm going to keep dropping them, but this this is a, uh, I, everybody wanted that sound. So I gave them that sound, you know, and that's what a lot of the young artists are trying to do now. They want a, that, that 90 sound. So I put it back out there again. So hopefully that, that'll start a trend and, you know, a lot of these younger artists that catch on and start getting down with the G funk. How did you team up with Ty Dollar Sign? Uh, well, I, I uh, this is gonna trip you out. What well, trips me out all the time is that when I first uh, closed my deal with Def Jam, the first thing I did, I said to myself, I'm not gonna go and rent a big studio because it's gonna kill my budget. So I went and bought my own equipment, you know, drum machine board, uh, speakers, everything. My, uh, I used to, my bathroom used to be the booth. Uh, I went, I went and bought everything, but the guy who sold me my equipment was Ty Dollar Sign's father named Tyrone. Wow. <laughs> That's that crazy. Bananas. And, uh, so back in the, back around, when, uh, 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 when him and YG had blew up with that one record, uh, and then the club, Yep. You know what's up? To the damn booted. He was doing like his own little thing, like some private stuff. So he asked me to get down and could I come to the video shoot that he was doing? So I came to the video shoot and uh, he, he, you know, we had a conversation and he was telling me who his dad was. And I was like, he was like, my dad told me he sold you your first equipment. And I was like, who was your pops? He's like, Tyrone at work. I said, Tyrone and they <laughs> <laughs> like that's your dad like man that's crazy so we became cool from there and then I used to go over we would like like every Friday you know I would go over there and I was what's crazy is I would go and we'd hang out and I would barbecue and there'd be a bunch of guys a bunch of girls guys and stuff over there and I would barbecue for everybody right there on the roof we playing music and just chilling now did people know who you were like when you were barbecuing because yeah. it's younger people you know yeah. Yeah, okay, they, good, oh, good. This, this, this is what I like to do. they like, oh, you barbecue. I'm like, yeah, this is what I love to do. Yeah, Warren's on the grill. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. And, and when did you fall in love with barbecue? Because you have barbecue sauce. I've, too. Been, I've been barbecuing like in love with that way back when probably about maybe about 15, 16, somewhere around there. Same around that 14, 15, 16 area. My dad used to barbecue all the time. Uh, and we would have little functions and stuff like that. And uh, he would barbecue. And I just used to watch him. And, and he would be joking around because he'd tell a lot of jokes and stuff. So, And he used to talk about when he was in the Navy and, like, boxing and karate because he was a karate champion, too. And uh, it, that's, that's where I picked it up from, you know. So I just wanted to just, once again, be like him. My dad, yeah. I looked up to him, so I wanted to be like him. So I started barbecuing too, and uh, 
that was just something that stuck with me because it, it always gave me a good feeling when I do it around everybody because everybody feels good and they're having a good time. What's you know? your go-to? What's your go-to on the barbecue grill? What do people uh, love from Warren G? Mm, I, uh, uh, flank and ribs. Okay. They, uh, I think they, they, uh, people probably would call them uh, 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 Mongolian ribs. Uh, uh, yeah. But they, they call flanking ribs. I, I, those are some of my specialties because I can make that taste just as good as a brisket. You know, except you got the, you just got the little bones right there, but it's just like a brisket. It come off juicy. Just now, do you use your own sauce? I got my own sauce. Uh, yeah. I got my own rubs. Um, and uh, it's, it's really good, man. And boneless, skinless thighs. Uh, uh, I like to cook. I like to cook ribs. I cook different ones. St. Louis, I cook spare ribs. Uh, uh, brisket. I smoke brisket. Uh, that, that'd be, that's a 14-hour job right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I do it every now and then. When I know I ain't got nowhere to go, I'll start early in the morning because I ain't got to do nothing. So I can just get it going, come in and chill. Nope, my clock is in my head. I go back out, spritz it a little bit, come back in. And it's, it's a, a whole little cycle the whole time. Then probably about 10, about 11, about 11, almost about 11, about 11 something at night, I'll be done. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's uh, What type of grill are you grilling on? I have a, uh, uh, I got smokers. I got a buddy named G Stacks. He builds custom pits. So he built me a a custom. Everyone I got is a custom smoker that I had built by him. And then I had one built by another cat named Moberg, a Texas style pit that I really wanted to use because when that's, they inspired me a lot too. And there's some guys out there uh, that uh, Goldie's barbecue is one that they inspired me. and, And that's, 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 uh, my God, well, I got a, I got a, a buddy that that works with them. Uh, uh, what is the name of the other? Uh, goodness, uh, uh, Terry Blacks. Uh, uh-huh. they, those, those. I mean, they got some good barbecue, and and I. So when I every time I visited, I would go and check out the pits and stuff like that, and they would show me, you know, kind of like what they what they do as far as smoking. And so I learned the Texas style at the same time. And to use salt and pepper a yeah. lot, um, and uh, uh, they inspired me a lot, man. And uh, I just picked it up from there, and they added that with what I already knew. And uh, so I bought a a, a, te- a real Texas smoker from Moberg, and had it shipped out here. And I use I, I only smoked uh, on it twice. I still ain't broke it in all the way, but I'm, I'm on my G stacks. That, that was my, I got my big baby. That's my go-to. Okay. Holberg cooks really good, too. I ain't gonna lie. It cooks great, too. Um, but I got uh, one, two, three, four. I think I got five. Yeah, five. I got five smokers and a green egg. In <laughs> <laughs> a, a yakitori grill. The little, yeah. the long, little skinny grill. You put the kebabs on. Yeah. So, so do you do most of the cooking then? You seem like you're doing do it all. Look at that. <laughs> well, Lord I mean, Jake. my wife, she, my wife, she cooks. But I, I, as far as the outside, that's all me. That's all you. Yeah, inside. I get out in the inside too now, but but the outside, that's all me. <laughs> now, I want to bring it back to music. Um, 
everybody that's uh, listening to this pod, July 10th, and you know that Warren G, it comes out all music platforms. But what do you think about the music industry today compared to when you came up in it? Uh, it's, it's a little easier to get into. Uh, back then, when I, I was coming up, you had to really be dope. It wasn't no, you, anybody could just start rapping and they can put on that record on this platform or that platform. It wasn't none of that. Mm-hmm. You, know, you really had to be dope for them to like you to say, okay, we're going to take this record and we're going to promote it and put it here, here for you. And uh, that was the difference. That's the difference. But today is it's easy. It's real easy. Shoot, they got streaming. All I got to do is write. I can right here, record a record, put some vocals on it, and I can upload it right to Spotify. Oh, and, and it's gone. Playing it's gone. All, all over the world. You know, do you, do you think, because I feel this at times, and maybe we just get older, and you, th- you know, you can't, you comprehend what the younger rappers are saying, but I feel like when in the early 90s, it was all about messaging. It was yeah. saying what's yeah. going on. This is what's going on in the streets. Right. This is what's going on in the world. Listen to what we say, because 90% of y'all ain't seeing what we're seeing. Yeah. Now, yeah. music seems it's all about partying. And y'all, in, in the and 90s, they had those records and killing. So yeah. so how did who this happen? The, who, who's got the best, the, the, the hardest guns? Like, so how did this turn happen? And do you ever, when do you think it'll turn back around to messaging? Uh, well, Lil Baby, not Dub Baby, but Lil Baby uh, from QC, he did, he did a record that uh, he just put out that was, that's really dope, that uh, it's a straight message. He's talking about everything that's going on, something that none of the other guys are doing. He just did, he just changed the game. Mm-hmm. So now, I'm pretty sure a lot of the other guys, like the baby, I seen he just did that Rockstar video, uh, the Rockstar song with uh, mm-hmm. Roddy Rich. But he's the way he's doing it in the video is like showing like how they doing right now. So that that message that little baby put out there is kind of steering them into the to that direction where they sending the message out. And I'm not saying you can't have no fun. I like to see some money threw up in the strip club myself. Yep. I, I see. I like to see beautiful ladies and look at them and stuff. But you know, every now and then you got to tap into what's going on to kind of like, you know, get people from this, well, bring them back and put them on that straight path. And you know, but like a lot of it is like going that way, and it's like where where is it going to end up at? Like. You can only be so hard for so long. You can talk about killing for so long. What What are you gonna do next? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'm not against. I like. Of course, of, I love a lot of the music that's out right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of that that stuff is dope. Do you have a favorite rapper right now? Uh, I mean, I like I like uh, uh let me see. I like Polo G. I like uh, that's probably an off the wall one. For yeah. I, Polo G. Yeah. I like Polo G. I like uh, NLE Chopper. I like uh, <clears throat> Stunner. I think it's Stunner, Stunner for Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like uh, I like the baby. I like Lil Baby. Uh, Drake. I, Drake. I, I always like Drake. I'm, that's who I want to do some mu- music for production because uh, everything I do, I know it fits him to a T. 
Have yeah. you reached out to him? Do you, I'm sure y'all have. I, I, haven't, I haven't reached out. Me and Forty talked before, just on some like, how you doing? He's like, hey, what's up, legend? And like this, you know, like, that's it, you know. But I never, like, tried to push myself on him. Like, man, let me do, you know, never. But uh, I would love to uh, produce something for him because I, I know that the record the music I have will take him to the next level. It, well, he's after that. He said, yeah. It, it, it'll revamp that level. It'll add to it. It'll yeah, add to it. add to it. I gotcha. I yeah. gotcha. Yeah. And, and I only got a couple more questions because I know you got a couple. Ty Dollarson. Roddy uh, Rich. Dope. This is a question I forgot to ask earlier. How did it feel when the movement of Compton, because everybody was saying Compton when in the early 90s, in the 90s. I was in Houston, Texas, uh-huh. and we were screaming out Compton, yeah. you know? And to be around that Long Beach, Compton area where you heard it in every song, but you were actually there living yeah. in it. I, I saw hip hop evolution, the thing about, you know, West coast rapping, but I wanted to get from you. How was it living in that when it exploded, just being around? Uh, it was incredible. Uh, low riders. Uh, we, uh, can I say bad bitches? Oh yeah. Oh, bad bitches. Uh, partying. It was just a lot of, a lot of having, we had a lot of fun. It was just like, uh, it kind of it kind of stopped a lot of the feuding between uh-huh. the cities, Long Beach and Compton, you know, because you said Compton and Long Beach together. Now you know you're in trouble. Yep. So that brought Long Beach and Compton together. So it used to be a lot of Compton guys in Long Beach, a bunch of Long Beach guys in Compton, and and just L.A. everywhere, you know. And, and they brought it brought them brought the peace treaty. You remember the peace treaty yep. that was having with all of the. Uh, the, the gangs and stuff, it was a bunch of peace treaties and stuff, and uh, it was just a fun time, man, but it, like you said, it was a message in the music, but it would feel good at the same time, you know, and that's what I always try to do. I try to do good music, and I send a, like, the, like and you know that is just a feel-good record. That ain't yeah. like I'm on some, I ain't on, I'm just on some every day, you know, chilling with the lady, like, you know, I'm, I'm with me, uh, you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a man, so I'm, I'm, if I'm getting it, I'm going to show you how to get it, too. You know what I mean? You know, so we're just having a good time. You know, and I'm like, I know I said, I said, uh, bitch, you look good with no makeup on. And that was more of a compliment than, yeah. like, you know, I, it's like, you don't need makeup. You're beautiful without it. Mm-hmm. That's what I said it like that, just in a, in a hip-hop way. I got you. Uh, uh it's just a feel good record, man, and that's what it's about. I I, I seen a, uh, this one blog posted. It said uh, uh, Warren G is saving the summer with a uh, with a uh, that and with and you know that, and he had the fire like fire. Yeah, fire. I was like, that's dope, man. I haven't even like I'm pushing the record heavy, but the push I'm getting ready to have a real big push in a minute in the next about the next few days. Um, and uh, just got to get it out there, get it yeah. out there, you know, get it on. Are you all nervous? Life. Are you nervous? Uh, no, I ain't nervous. I'm, I ain't nervous because I'm teasing them a little bit and they love it. You know, the responses, I haven't had no negative response. It's yet. great. It's great. I was like, Phew. and uh, uh, new music server, it's on new music server, new music server. They hit me like, this is a big record. Uh, a lot of guys that I know in the industry hit me like Warren. That's a big record. Even MC Search from New York, I seen he did a tweet like Warren has got a gem right here. This is this is what we need right now. 
like something that feel good like this. So I was like, damn, it's really this it's is dope. dope. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna push I'm gonna push the record and, and uh you know I mean who wouldn't play a Warren G and Ty Dawson in song? I mean it's two great guys. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And you and know that and, 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 yeah. It drops and, July tenth. Uh, it drops July tenth. You know, and everybody expect for it to just pop to like radio, you know, the regular radio stations, but it's going to flood the internet. I'm going to flood the internet and then it'll trickle back down to the radio. That's how it works to today. The radio. Yeah. So that's how it works. So I'm, I'm thank God for the, the internet. Cause you don't have to go through no red tape, no nothing. You just go, you know, and then drop your record and it, it, it moves. I'm not saying that that regular radio is bad cause it's still good. And it's still, a platform for people to hear our music, but it's a, it's a big it's a big old world out there. Now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> well, Warren, I, I just want to say, you know, when I look back, it's my childhood, it's my it's my teens, and it's oh, been an honor to interview you. I was so excited oh, when man. Charlie told me about it, and I wish you and your family nothing but love, and just be safe out there, and uh, continue success, sir. And same to you and the, and the family, man. Be safe, man. And uh, I'm trying. I'm, I'm I'm back, man. I ain't gonna. I say love it. Trying. I'm back. Well, you, I got <laughs> I ain't you. Never left. I, I just know. Drop no music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm behind the scenes producing. <laughs> All right, my man. Well, we'll try to make that right. thing happen too. All right, we gotta right, make man. that thing happen. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right. All right. Much love, man. Much love. Have a great one. Okay. All right, buddy. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye.